millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Friday afternoon, you know what that means. Hello and welcome to the inaugural AEW Collision Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dadly Boy Michael Hamlet to discuss everything that is in store for us on Saturday's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we preview and review Raw Smackdown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, Dynamite Collision Premium Live Events pay-per-views. We have roundtable discussions, wrestler interviews on occasions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Hamlet, out of 10, what is your subjective level of hype and what you think the objective level of hype is for this theoretically... Massive deal of a new primetime second flagship AEW show. 58 and 6. Yeah. Out of 10. Uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Punk uh, talked me into the proverbial building the other night on Dynamite. I got everything I wanted and then some off what I was allowed to expect. I should say we're recording this before this uh, supposedly yes, yes. dicey ESPN interview, which I think is going to be this big overblown thing. If anything, it's going to be wrestling's like mechanics working to actually serve as promotion for the, like It's going to be doing the job it's supposed to do, and a yes. lot of things have been put in place to make that job. We are recording this before the big, heavily hyped, apparently um, controversial ESPN interview with CM Punk. I feel like already... Um, in a bid to, all right, we're just going to ruin the big impact. I think certain discontented members of the locker room have leaked the uh, supposed quotes yeah. about Paige that they don't have the same potency when Punk himself says them either in print or in an interview. I don't even know how it's going. And I think half of this is just modern media hype job stuff. As yeah. Well. Like a lot of it will be... If not a full work, there'll be an element of work to shoot. There'll be an element of like knowing where the value of Punk as a returning cast member on the show is. You know, like or like spotting. And I think this will play. In, you know, we're going to get this. This will play. We're going to talk about Punk like, more in depth at the end yeah. for retention, obviously. It's, uh, so try not to talk too much about it. No, uh, but I, I do. Ahead of it all coming out, and who knows just how controversial and inverted commas it gets. I do think all of this is ultimately part of the hype machine, and maybe that's an acknowledgement that this rollout has. Um, not been ideal for me to be. There's a point actually from that, from talking about the rollout of Collision. I was going to ask you, um, ignoring the like potential quality of this week's rampage. I know you said you're quite looking forward to specific matches. How does it feel for you this week to be previewing Collision, a show that AW will tell you is an A show right now, at least compared to like last year, year and a half of Rampage? It's obviously bigger. Yeah. It's obviously bigger. I'm, I'm way more excited to um, preview it, particularly the end of this preview, which doesn't really bode well about what else has been announced for the card. Um, but I've said all along when the news that our oh, punk is coming back um, and he's getting his own show, and I thought, oh, Christ, the object's defeated there then. And, you know, maybe it's our punker who says he doesn't want to work with these wrestlers. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't, but he's putting it out there that he does so that he's baby-faced. Maybe it's completely untenable for him to even have a thought because it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Because Echoes of the Cabana thing here, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> strong ones. All of which is to say that this show, and this is the word I've been hammering over and over and over again to try and capture my mood on it, 
and I try and capture a lot the the collective mood. It's a bittersweet compromise. Mm. That's all it is, and it could be a very good um, show in and of itself. I really hope that create, uh, CM Punk has a lot of creative influence over it because he clearly did over his entire AEW run this far. All of which was awesome, even if the execution was lacking because he's got lead in his ass. <laughs> um, I want it to be different. I certainly think that that card on paper looks like a 7 out of 10 dynamite outside of the punk stuff. Yeah. That's what it looks like, which is not what you want. You want to, you don't want a 7 out of 10 dynamite. You want an entirely different feeling show of dynamite. Tony Khan has said that he uh, recognizes that people want a different show of dynamite. He says he's going to try and make it distinct from dynamite. So why am I seeing a... Uh, 7 out of 10 Dynamite with CM Punk on it. Is that all Collision can be? Will we see certain booking decisions, structural differences that... Has Tony Khan got that in him? I don't think so. Me neither. I don't think so. Maybe CM Punk and... Maybe a CM Punk-Tony Khan collab Mm. has that in them, but certainly not in Tony Khan. The thing is, I want to paint Tony Khan as this sort of one-dimensional booker. No, the best no, no. thing about him is that he's a mega fan with a l- wide-ranging tastes yeah. so that AEW feels different to most any other North American TV shows likes ever. likes WWE the least, so he borrows from it the least. Yes, well, well, used to. He loves black and gold. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know what the show looks like. I've got a feeling that they are going to... They'll obviously be the odd surprise. Mm. There'll obviously be a big hook. We'll talk about that later. But I don't think they've built this very well. I don't think the main event's a good idea. I think the idea that this show exists in itself is a bit of sweet compromise. So let's look forward to it. Um, <laughs> Miro's in action. Is this as simple as he's back, he's going to kill someone who's weaker, more frail, um, and he's going to look good killing them um, in a short squash. That is... So there's four matches announced for this so well, far. I was going to ask you and about this that. one's going to be about two minutes. Yeah. So there's going to be something different in the format, whether it's a last minute, you really want to watch Collision, look what we've just signed for it, or if there's going to be a show-long thing, but we'll get to that later. Is this Miro thing as simple as a reintroduction here? He's back, lads. I think it is, but I think that because of what we've had from AW for the last four years. So if Collision is going to be different, maybe it's maybe we're being wrong-footed here. But I think it's that. I think inaction has always meant one thing, hasn't it? Like somebody's getting squashed. And with one awesome exception. Yeah. Remember the Anna J. Oh, my God, with Abaddon. That was fantastic. And that set up the Dark Order. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so they... But I, there are nights to subvert your expectations and nights to just remind you why they're your expectations. And this feels that. Seeing loads and loads of fantasy booking about Miro being the one to break everyone's hearts when it comes to Orange Cassidy. So that's one way to do that. Cassidy was, of course, put on the poster. Him and MJF were the only kind of, like, two-siders that, so far on this roster. Yeah. So, like, the um, And obviously because the champions as well. So that would... Makes sense. I think one of the reasons that's getting fantasy booked a lot is because people have such fond memories, rightfully so, of his TNT title run. Yeah. And the international title is the TNT title now. It's the secondary belt, and people want to... I think when they want Miro back... I'm, I'm saying there, I think I'm speaking for me here too. When they want Miro back, they want the best Miro back, and it was that one. Yeah. So this is the way to get that going again. And is he happy? Is he content being this character? Are we going to... Like, he didn't want to necessarily do what was often creatively but he loved getting that a long time ago and everybody loved it too so if this is the way to get that one going again that mirror machine going again great it doesn't have to be um i get why they've advertised him but i almost when you look at this card and it is, i'm with you by the way like i don't think this is just like a super impressive card but in a way there's something to be said for maybe keeping mirror as a surprise because i don't think advertising him generates that much extra buzz. But had he turned up on the night, it'd be a talking point, wouldn't yeah. it? Like it would it's set al- a precedent as well of who else could yeah. show up. It's almost like there's a talking point needed when it comes to Miro rather than him just squash. I want to... We haven't prepped this, so I apologise if you can't summon it, but normally you're really good at this. We've talked a bit about the comparison between the first collision and, well, potential comparison between the first collision and the first dynamite. My AW memory is never as good as yours. I've got Cody and Guevara, and I've got the Jericho main event with the Moxley brawl with Kenny Omega. What was in the mid-card? So I'll go through the first Dynamite. Yes, please. Um, Cody goes over Sammy Guevara. Yeah. And there's a post-match attack by Jericho, to which Guevara shrugs his shoulders in the same way that Jericho did after winning it all out, which no one connected until yeah. the... Um, he does in, it in, in that 
celebration at the end, isn't it? Yeah, before the inner circle formed. Yeah. Okay. Um, then it was MJF going over Cutler to introduce MJF to audiences. Yep. They shoot an angle with Jane Silent Bob and the Hybrid Two. Oh God, yeah. Um, which happens before or after Scorpio Sky does a dead-on impression of Barack Obama. Yeah. So that's the tag team stuff, and I think the Lucha Bros come out to attack SCU. SCU and they have a fight in the ramp. Just yeah, to yeah. set up uh, the tag team title tournament. Um, Hangman Page versus Pac have the worst match of their God, series. That was the first Dynamite, wasn't it? Where it's really like a three and a half. This is way more slow than it needs to be, lads. Pick up the pace here. Buddy and Andrade just jumped out off the screen at you. Like, at it? which point you're thinking, is this show trending towards disappointment? Cody Sammy's hot as balls and really yeah. good, but Pac and Hangman, it's like, oh, that's a disappointment, that. Felt like a cursed program because the first match had been cancelled. Then Nyla well, Rose and Riho. Good. Have this absolute show stealing, super unexpectedly emotional, great match that's better for being a bit sloppy mm-hmm. because you just want Riho to succeed. Brand then, new people on the stage. To brand new yeah. people to you, pretty much, you know. Like. And, and yeah, it's like AEW distilled. Yeah. And then you have that incredible main event match come angle. Emphasis on gum, <laughs> which was one plot hole away from perfection because they didn't advertise it as a no DQ, and Moxley does something to Omega, which really should have had um, the elite win by disqualification. They're out of the match after that. Aren't they? They're out so, of the yeah. match, and then it becomes the formation of the inner circle. And again, I've described it pretentiously as the narrative Big Bang. We can get on what that could be later. Mm. Yeah, Miro to go over whoever. Yeah, uh-huh. it's some damn Chicago kid that. Punk loves like Punk's action Andretti, you know some guy. Yeah, yeah. Like that Punk saw, it, like whoever he was. Remember that time when he did that indie? Maybe Pillman Junior. Yeah, <laughs> turned up in a mask and did a go to sleep, and then yeah, like, yeah. spied it off to the back. So somebody off one of them. Cats. Somebody off one of them cats. Yeah. Uh, in a match that a lot of people are looking forward to, I am too. Um, basically, Sammy Guevara is going to be on Dynamite, and Andrade is going to be on Collision. <laughs> and another one of these uh, yeah. sort of compromises, and Andrade is working Buddy Matthews. There's potential... Um, Andrade is probably going to go over, because why would you... The idea is they probably want to try and really elevate Andrade. I don't think he's got it in him personally to be a main event level talent. I've seen he's been given loads of chances. I don't think he's got the temperament. I don't think he's got the intangibles. I don't think he's got it. But that appears to be the aim. Mm-hmm. He is a featured part of this brand new show that you must watch. Watch it's Andrade's back, guys. So he's probably going to go over Buddy Matthews, which has got ramifications for a potential um, LFI. Versus yeah. House of Black trios program, so there's uh, that's certainly they're all but telegraphing it, in my opinion, by booking this match. Um, it could be completely random. Who the hell knows? Andrade to go over Buddy Matthews in a um, very stupid, dangerous but exhilarating match. That is the tenor I expected to take, and they will bump each other stupid on their heads. And I think it's going to be proper dumb jock wrestling worked at 150 miles per hour they are gunning here for the work rate banger portion of the show this in the spirit of pillman liger and Rhodes guevara this feels like it's got to be the first match in collision history isn't it it's got to absolutely rule it's got to just get people talking and get the commentators whomever they are going to be we don't know talking about this is what you can expect every Saturday night on Collision. It's like, like it's all elite wrestling at its best. It's going to be a great match. <laughs> look, speaking of collisions, look how hard those kicks are. Speaking of collisions, look at that spinning back elbow and so on. Like this is going to be the kind of thing that defines Collision one way or the other because it either defines it as, wow, like we kind of have missed Andrade, he actually can still go, and there's a lot of wrestlers on this roster that can still go, and maybe it needed a second A-show to find a space for all of them, and like, maybe Andrade, Buddy Matthews to a lesser extent, because he's done it, and he does it more within the House of Black, but certainly Andrade, maybe it's like, this is what I wanted to feel about X and Y and Z, and now there's two extra hours a week to do it, or it's going to be like, oh yeah, this is what it is to watch AEW. More of it, yeah, and it's going to feel like another great, like three and three quarter to four and a quarter star match it's you've seen on a Wednesday. A Chicago crowd who are readily anticipating Punk being back if he's not top and tailed. Yes, which, which we'll do. get to, yeah. which we'll get to. So they should benefit from a great atmosphere. Mm. 
What's the tickets count? Eight thousand. What's that like? Two, three short? What is it? I don't know. I don't know the. United well, it's fans. set up for eighteen because that's what they drew for the first dance. I thought they just are they close the top off. Of course they have. Huh? Top off. Yeah. So well, they should do because if you mean Hamlet actually was struck by how dark they can make those upper bowls. Yeah. So we were in the MGM Grand, mm-hmm. and it was just remarkable to think. Oh my god, it's bigger. But it's it's bathed in just pure jet black darkness when they can turn these lights off. It's uh, really good architecture. I don't know how they do this hand production. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think if they're thingied off in the lower two bowls, are just like a throbbing group of fans going mental, then they should have a great, great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And certainly, relative to Dynamite, if they can get that pan of the illusion of a full capacity crowd in an arena, this could feel special even if they're just kind of faking it a bit. Yeah, the United Centre's a beautiful building, but it's best shot when it's full. So therein, they've, therein lies the challenge, I suppose, isn't it? If you imagine, like, not even, I was going to, like, I was thinking of the basketball, but I suppose the first dance when Punk debuts, they no, it, get, was, it looked enormous. They hold that it was. camera in the back corner of the building, so you've seen every fan from the back of the person's head in the back row. You're not going to get that here, but it's wrestling. Find a way to find that shot. Oh, they'll do that. Yeah. And like, I think this crowd will be like white hot. It's Chicago. Yeah. It's... They know they're seeing a bit of history. It's weird history, but they're getting it anyway. Yeah. That's, that's something. I feel like I'm... I am surprised this isn't a slightly hotter ticket. I don't think like, obviously, and you know, there's other dates that prove this about strictly CM Punk's drawing power. And I think people are cautious about, well, what even version are we getting? What, yeah. What's happening here? I think like, I think ticket sales for the Canadian tour will improve after this show because I think what people are looking for is clarity of vision. I think they want to know what this comeback represents rather than just there's a freak show element of this one. Yeah. Um, I could be proven wrong. Maybe just Punk's not that guy. But it does sort of feel to me like the not knowing has not really helped the tickets for this show. Um, and I wonder, I wonder about this crowd. Like, I'm not taking this Chicago thing as a given. They were, I'm the punk guy. I accept that and I wear it. However, on the dynamite before All Out, which now feels like it was a million years ago, when Ace Steel and CM Punk were doing that bit in the ring, like the kind of the phony version of Punk saying, Am I the good guy? Man, I'm trying. Yeah. Like where Ace Steel was like, You are the good guy. God damn, he makes me want to bite a guy. And then he did. And he did. Um, I hated them. Because like, these are going to screw Moxley. Yeah. These two old carnies, this is, I'm watching a bit. Like when he goes in the crowd, he was like, we're the firefighters. I was like, punk's amazing. This is full heel shtick. Yeah. They're going to screw Moxley. And then they didn't. He just won. Yeah. And then MJF got cheered in Chicago. Yeah. And punk's face was a bit like, eh. Like, I'm not so sure where this relationship is with Chicago. I'm well, curious for that as much as anything else. Using that MJF example to build a point here, they loved MJF. One, because he was amazing in 2022 before he took that absence. He was so hot. He was doing the best work of his career. And then he went away. Which we have to credit Punk for, ironically enough, like as well. And MGF like, as well. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you know, the, that program, yeah. And then, as is always the case in pro wrestling, absence does make the heart grow fonder. The return pop is all guaranteed. No matter mm-hmm. who you are, no matter what, what role you've been playing, um, you will always get a return pop. The exact same thing will happen with CM Punk here. I think you'll get a big-time mixed reaction. It, it'll be the ultimate irony, and he will luxuriate in this on-screen, Will Punk. Is that he'll be John Cena? Yeah. He'll be John Cena. Uh, That's the role he's going to play for the next however long this lasts, which is not very probably. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to Punk later, I Yeah, he's, just, he's, you know. Andrade has to win, though, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus, TNT uh, title match. I'm. Uh, they had a really fun. You can't say hidden gem. We can. There's a million hidden gems on Dynamite. Their um, lumberjack match yeah. was so stupid and so fun and so everything you'd want from this. I wonder if Wardlow can do what Luchasaurus did as in the baby face, because it was always so, this incredulous thrill, even though it couldn't have been incredulous, because he'd already seen Luchasaurus do his spots. Could Wardlow play that spectacular flying dinosaur? Yeah. That thrill that they can somehow just milk every single time. Um, So I don't know if it can be quite as good with Luchasaurus playing heel. I dread to think of Luchasaurus paying one 
tribute too many to Kane. Not by having repugnant <laughs> politics, but by being really boring in the ring. Like He's getting it wrong already because he's still wearing a mask. Yeah. Surely the money here is no one wants to see methodical Luchasaurus being really scary. <laughs> Who wants to see that? You can't take a Powerbomb Symphony on your knees like Kane takes a pedigree. Yeah. He's got to go flat. You just want to see big lads doing yeah. stuff they shouldn't be doing. Aye. Let's not take boring things like stories too seriously here. I want to see them cut loose. I want to see Luchasaurus do daft stuff. That's what I want to see. Hard as a heel, but like the word story and story match, it's also bloody overrated. I'm not an idiot. I know that personal issues draw money. I know that the best matches are enhanced by stories, but I see so many bad or mid-stories. And this Christian Cage versus Wardlow one that I had promise is rapidly turning into another bad, sometimes really phony-looking story. I just want to see the best version of this match, quite frankly. And the best version of this match is silly. Was it Cage Wardlow or Cage Hobbs that was unreal in terms of like just a big bomb fest on Dynamite about six months ago? It's Brian Cage I can remember. Cage and Wardlow. Cage and Wardlow. Because Wardlow did like this Tierras. Yeah. It just looked unbelievable. Yeah. They had a, I want to see something like that. Uh-huh. So Cage knows how to do it as a heel. Luchasaurus has done a lot. He hasn't really worked as a heel in fairness. He's had what? The match with Chris, L- with the match with Jungle Boy and some squashes? The cage match, That's yeah. it? Yeah. He's, um, had, he's had the, the cage match with Perry and a few squashes. So maybe I'm projecting a boring version of Luchasaurus Onto him when that's not fair, but we'll see. I guess I just want this to be like I just want this to be fireworks. This I think as well. This is I think there's a a big angle hiding here. I don't think maybe I'm wrong. Wardlow and Brock versus Luchasaurus and Christian. Ugh, it's not like it's not a destination, is it? You could do it, but it's hardly it's like very Tony Khan to do that. Yeah, and he probably will. Or like or Brock turning on Wardlow because. He didn't help Arn last on Wednesday. Like we all saw them rush to the back. Maybe Brock's been gotten to by Christian or whatever. I just feel like there's a angle alert klaxon here. Even and I don't want to strike fear into your heart, but even this being the night that Powerhouse Hobbs finally strikes and Keith Marshall's been like, now Wardlow beats Luchasaurus and Hobbs has his big. I'm on collision now. So this thing that you hate on Dynamite is different. That makes too much sense. Yeah. Oh man, because Keith Marshall says he wants to make a big impact on collision. Yeah. Um, and he owes Hobbs more than one at this point for all the screw-ups. So maybe Wardlow wins. He's pretty knackered because he's just won a monster mash, and then Hobbs cleans him out, and then there's your big collision is going to be my show, and next Saturday I'm taking that title out. So oh, I just feel like there's a, there's a big angle lurking somewhere here, because I don't think... Truthfully, because I don't think Wardlow versus Christian Luchasaurus is one now. It felt really done at double or nothing. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't topping that. Nothing about the story was going to top that, that yeah. swanton bomb spot. Yeah. And it's just... Well, and yet we persist. It's a big capital M, capital C must continue. More yeah. um, to go over. The match to be fun. That's what I, that's, that's all I care about, to be honest. <laughs> uh, before we get to the full deep dive into the punk, uh, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale are presumably going to go over Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. Um, Sky Blue's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. So at least on night one, they'll replicate the dynamite magic with a hot crowd, uh, hot crowd for a women's match, uh, which ended basically with a few exceptions from March 2020 onwards. And this should be hot. Willow Nightingale always gets a reaction. Sky Blue's really improving, connecting with the crowd from Chicago. So that should carry the atmosphere. I'm not expecting anything absolutely great. And I think Wednesday's match wasn't, so that doesn't inform any real hype for this. Um, But it should be heated. I'm excited. It should be good. I got more hype for this because I really like the match on Wednesday. So not only do I think this will be a good tag, um, I thought I'm glad we're having it because I'm just gonna while you're talking, I'm just gonna go on Twitter to see if the ESPN things. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale make for a great team. While Sky Blue is in this kind of ascension, and Chicago is the place for it. I think they're going to be really well received baby faces. Um, Storm and Soho. It almost doesn't matter if Serer is with them or not. But I've got. Uh, is it is it up by the way? Because we could use any of these comments to inform. What we're it say doesn't about look like it. I got a I got a big angle for you, Hissage. Oh, um, I don't know. Let's say Soraya is there, but it really doesn't matter. You can do this either way. The babyfaces win. I think you're right about that. Uh, but the outcasts 
a dirty rotten cheat, aren't they? So somebody's getting spray painted in the face. Let's say as the hometown hero, Sky Blue, after the match, is getting spray painted in the face while they're celebrating their win. So the outcasts, either as a three or either as a two, are beating Sky Blue and Willow Nightingale down. Uh, and it's easy with two, actually. We'll say two. They're beating her down. It's a two-on-one advantage. Huge reaction, huge pop as Thunder Rosa returns to make the save and then Swerve turns and joins the outcast because they hate Britt Baker. And you're really excited to get Thunder Rosa back. She's one of the good guys. But All Access positioned her as this locker room pariah and she's pissed off with everybody. Rightfully so, I should say, as a character. You need heels to be able to have plausible deniability. She's got it out the ass, quite frankly. And she joins the outcast. She's been watching on from afar and she's very much liked who they are and what they've, what they've targeted and what they've done. And she reveals herself to be a new member of the Outcasts. Like this group that started as these people that were going to have no choice but to... Uh, I don't mean to sound cruel here, but from a lot of the gossip that has been reported in the media, she kind of is the ultimate outcast, so it makes all the sense in the world um, to do that. And she's the only female currently on the advertisement for Collision and isn't on the debut. Yes. So uh, like, I was like, well, where does she go? But and then, I- But then, this is the murky bit. This is the bit that... You get excited for a development and think, oh, well, how realistic is this? We've gone from the Dream Match Factory, the any style goes on AEW. If they're over, they get on TV. They might even win titles. If the style's over, we'll incorporate it. It's the buffet. It used to be the ultimate. Excalibur could literally give me any match. Mm. He could literally give me any match. Thunder Rosa joining the Outcasts, they're feeding with Brett Baker. Is Thunder Rosa on collision because they don't want to be in the same building as one another? Can they put it to one side and work together? Who knows? And the, the, I, I'm sick of qualifying every thought I have. I, sorry, every feeling I have about AEW and what it can still do with, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about this. There's this political ramification to sort of navigate. Mm. It would uh, it would be very pro-wrestling. Because there was reports, obviously, that Thunder Rosa had quite boldly just gone at the locker room and apologised and wanted to make peace. Before yeah. all the punk stuff was coming back to the forefront, uh, it would be very pro-wrestling for the women, typically the most marginalised of everybody in AEW, to be the ones to actually be professionals about yeah, this no. and work across both shows because it's like, well, you know what? We are better together. We need to be. We need to have some solidarity because yeah. otherwise this all goes wrong and they're the ones that can actually show, like, show the way for the supposed like, top yeah. stars of how to do this, right? So I don't know. Like I'm optimistic, I th- and I do think she'd be a great member of that group as well. Yeah. Like I think it would add. Like it would just it would be a new layer of heat for that story that is kind of done. Like with Hater gone, Thunder Rosa with like that lime green, green instead of the, like the white side. On yeah, her yeah. Ah, yeah. uh-huh. oh, like that. There we go. Aesthetics have uh-huh. elevated this pitch for me as well. Uh, right. Let's get on to the CM Punk return. He's obviously um, advertised for a match alongside FTR. Um, how many Bret Hart spots? They'll do a heart attack, won't they? Yeah, too many, if anything. Um, Versus JY, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. I expect a pink and black aesthetic because they've got new t-shirts to flog. Or oh, it's in Chicago, so, though. Ooh, so FTR in their light blue, red and white. Yeah, I think they'll all go Chicago-themed. Chicago flag. Um, well, in which case, I hope they do white, then. I like it when Punk leans on the white of the Chicago flag. I love that gear that was stained in blood when he fought. Yeah, once. yeah, yeah. Um, does he wear long boys? Oh, no. I don't think he works long boys. Uh, like, all three matching. For, like, let's go. Let's go. Full bloody demolition. All three. Absolutely Trunks. Matching. Trunks boots the, the whole shebang. And a day, no fashion model. I'm a pro I just, wrestler. I just wish CM Punk would, wore, would wear what he wore against Eddie Kingston. That's when he looked the best. Yes. That was perfect, wasn't it? Yeah, he just looked great. New Punk, new era, different guy. Compromise. Ties in a little bit of the weird MMA trip he took in between his wrestling yeah. runs. Yeah, they were the best. They were the best. I uh, was so we're going to get to a potential post-match angle and where the promo happens imminently. Mm. But my thoughts on this match are that it will over-deliver by miles and miles. <laughs> it looks like a dynamite ass match. On paper, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Most dynamite matches are very good to grade, but you want something different for Punk's return, different for. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Collision feels like a Tony Khan booking thing. Like the idea that this match is happening and this is the way he's doing it instantly with one graphic. That's Dynamite 2, then. It's just Dynamite 2. Um, But I think it's Tony Khan, like old Ring of Honor stuff. Yeah. I think that the match will go over massively well in the building. I think Juice Robinson is going to get so much more heat than I think he's going to have the highlight of his entire AEW run. Yeah. Jay White is going to really chop CM Punk to bits, and then Samoa Joe's going to just pick up the pieces and eat the crumbs. Um, the idea of Cash and Jay White working together is going to be fantastic. Like I think this is going to blow people's minds. That's how good I think this match is going to be. If you look at the rest of the card, Miro in action, all of two minutes maximum. Um, Wardlow and Luchasaurus, that's probably not going to exceed 10 minutes. Um, because it's a monster mash, and you just yeah. don't really want to outstay the welcome of that. Otherwise, the fireworks will get a bit boring. Uh, Buddy Matthews Andrade is not going 20 minutes realistically. It's going to go 15 max. Where are the women going to be slotted? <laughs> I don't know where they're going to be slotted, <laughs> but I don't know they're going to go very long. So this is a full end-to-end presentation. They're going to milk the entrance. He's going to take ages to enter. He might even do a post-match promo leading to a post-match angle. I think this whole thing's going to go like 50 minutes. Okay. So I think the match itself could go like 20. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to really over-deliver. Um, Punk's going to pin Juice Robinson. They're yeah. protecting Jay White because they see him as a main event. They're not booking him as one, but they see him as one. <laughs> and they're going to save Punk Joe's a singles. There's a big TV match down the road. So you know the finish. Punk's big return. He's going to go over Juice Robinson. What are your uh, expectations for the match quality? Mostly the same. I think, like, it's going to try and walk the tiger. It's not the easiest like to Joe do. Like, Joe and Punk, they're going to milk that yeah. so well. They'll face off before the bell, and then Joe will do that thing where a heel backs off, but isn't backing away. Yeah. But not yet. With a laugh. When I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but you'll see the face off as the first thing that we're all screenshotting for our lists, and then they'll back off into their yeah. corners for a minute. Um, I, the Punk hot tag is going to be... Fantastic, and the heels will milk that perfectly. Um, I think this will try and walk that tightrope. Oddly, to use two dynamite comparisons, it'll walk the tightrope between the Sting Party match and the Elite Main Event. It'll want to feel serious. It's not a blood feud yet, but there are loads of lingering issues between Punk and Joe from a decade ago. At, well, more than that now, two decades ago. And Jesus Christ, and that's why old. We're so old. And the uh, FTR... Bing, bing, ging. Bing, bing, ging. Presumed tag title match that is still to come. So there's enough to make this feel like it matters, as if we were still in the era of rankings and the win was the big deal. But equally, they've got to know what they're playing with here and they've got to know that like the fans are just going to want to stare at this a bit and they're going to want to be a part of the pantomime of the CM Punk return and you've got to give them that and that's what Juice Robinson is going to go on Twitter while you talk, that's just what, in case. That's what Juice Robinson is perfect for. He's the guy that kind of no sells the enormity of all of this. Samoa Joe is hard as nails and fully aware 
of his own history because he lived it. Jay White has been in... What well, This is great. Jay White, for all that this match matters, has been in bigger ones. Yeah. Like, he's got that. And he carries himself as a man that has, well, in his, in his words, headlined Madison Square Garden, sold out Madison Square Garden, but he's been in the Tokyo Dome. So this is just another night at work. 10,000 people in Chicago. So what? So what, bitch tits in your windy city? Like, <laughs> like, he's done bigger. Four times, five times as big. So Juice Robinson will be the guy to provide the pantomime. Him just showing out, in the, as you say, the biggest match of his AEW run as the silly sausage. Like, yeah. there's nothing he can do that is the too... The obnoxious st- brain twat who's so funny. Nothing is too stupid. And I think that's going to be the guy that, like, like draws you away from them all trying to be serious and be like, the punk is back. And I'm a, I'm a goddamn pro wrestler first and a character second. Oh, like Juice Robinson to do a botched book shot and then howl at himself. Aye, something like that, you know. Screaming the names as loud as he can. The cutoffs will be fantastic. Um, if they haven't got... The like just the building to be a molten furnace for the punk hot tag. That's on the wrestlers, quite frankly, because everything is set up for that. Yeah, this shouldn't play out like I was going to say shouldn't play out like a Monday Night Raw match, but they quite like their old hot tags, don't they? Yeah, that's when they that's when they start. That's when they get back to their seats. I, I don't think it can miss. I'm with you. I'm not sure on the overall quality. I'm not sure how memorable it's going to be, but I don't think as an experience as a one night thing it can miss. I think it'll be fantastic. This I think it'll really surprise people how great this is going to be. Now, punk, this is weird now. He said on the Dynamite pre-tape, and he looked like an ominous guy, not in a particularly good mood, didn't he look like a baby face? Weight the world on his shoulders over the last yeah. eight months. Don't know if it was that by design or if it's just his general disposition these days or what, but, you know, it's still interesting. It's punk. He's, it's impossible for him not to be. He said, and I quote, and this was genuinely the hook, probably more so than the match, yeah. I've got a lot of things to get off my chest. Now, he's getting them off his chest on, in this ESPN interview, apparently. Yeah. The, le- the extent to which it's worked has been debated or people are suspicious about it, put it that way. Apparently, he's going to savage Hangman Page as this uh, guy scared of. <laughs> and that um, he's going to shoot on him and has uh, shot on him at double or nothing. I'm going to watch that match on my dinner, actually. Yeah. Um, apparently, he's going to say stuff about Kenta. Uh, Hangman Page was apparently not in that dressing room bust up there was no reports of where he even was in the building at brawl out which indicates to me that cm punk can't say anything about omega in the books because there's a nda involved but he can say things about page and god damn it he's going to and already has and he's going to talk about kent on the cspn interview so what's he going to get off his chest on rampage if he's or he's just going to repeat that or what's he going to say basically i think (laughs) I'm going to be made to be a fool for these comments on Monday, and you can call me to my face in this very studio. I think we're witnessing a big work, a really big one. More bridges have been built than we can possibly realise. I don't know what the legal situation is between, for example, the Young Bucks, but all you can do is listen to the reports that are out there and try and make your own mind up from the different sides and all the rest of it. The Kenny Omega stuff felt real, didn't it? This idea that there might have been a terse handshake not even a literal one, but a kind of, we can, I right, fine. So one day down the line, we'll have to be in the same room and we can do it. The books, on the other hand, did not. Page is this outlier in every respect. Yeah. And yet Punk was kind of the most critical of him directly in the press conference. I have the feeling, and this, we, uh, we talked, we got into a long debate about culture wars on um, the SmackDown preview, which you can listen to on this exact podcast feed. And I was talking about a podcast where people were so tired of culture wars that they actually were just, just pining for people to find their way back together. And in wrestling, the way you project a culture war and sell tickets and sell how real a fight feels is by coming together. It's why Brett and Sean never had the matches they should have done because they weren't always on the same page. And I think Punk and Hangman Page are going to get there. I think this interview is the start of it. I think more um, fires have been put out than maybe we realise. And I'd like to think so because I'd like to think a little bit more of Tony Khan as a manager of all of these people and all of these egos than we did the night after all out, and this is the start of it. You get the ESPN interview, they're going to encourage the likes of yourself to go back and look for the stiff shots, like we did when Brett and Sean turned out to be potatoing each other, and they're like, fine, there's something to enjoy about this Ironman match. Where's he hitting for real? You know, there's like yeah. the double nothing matches gained this new sort of quality to it, uh, and I think he's going to do the same here. I think, I'm not suggesting both barrels towards the Young Bucks and to Kenny and to Page, 
but they're going to get mentioned. And I think they get mentioned. I think they will, and I think, or they're going to. There's like I think the implication is going to be there throughout because Punk knows that anything else. So you build, build, build. I got a lot to get off my chest. I too am sick of what Jay White's been saying around here lately. He knows that's fake. Yeah, Punk is too smart for the like for all of whatever you think of CM Punk. He's too smart to know that like that won't wash. That will not wash. Like I said, I was uh, didn't know what I was going to say until I came in the ring. But now I've been in the ring with you, Juice Robinson. I know that next week I'm going. It doesn't count. Yeah, it's rubbish. I think there's going to be allusions to it. It might be to set up a different angle. I'm not saying the elite end collision decking him. Chicago's got dynamite. Like next Wednesday, dynamite's in Chicago. Like if we are dealing with different rosters, split rosters, hard or soft, there will be a sense of follow up to collision on Wednesday rather than Saturday because the elite will be in the building. Uh, and the last time the elite were in Chicago in a prominent match, they leaned in on all yeah. of this. I think the wrestlers are closer together than we're being led to believe, and there will be the first teases of better days to come. I don't. Okay. Maybe Omega and Punk I can vaguely see. And that's the best combination. Because Omega's already come out and said, I've done high-level collegiate or high school sports, yeah. or like youth-level sports, and there's fights all the time, and I'm not that bothered. Sorry, just the other thing I wanted to say as well. A lot of this will hinge on the re- how realistic it is that Punk's going to work Wembley. And I think they're going to want to get that out pretty quick as well because they've got extra tickets to shift. Fans are going to want to know that they're getting him or there's going to be a Punk match at Wembley. And until we know for definite they can be in the same building, Punk isn't working Wembley, is he? Yeah, because the closer you get to that. It would have to be the books. They would have to take Preston for the sh- for the sequel to All In. It makes no sense whatsoever. No matter how that... It- Punk is a bigger star than the Bucks. Yeah. I'm not necessarily convinced he's a bigger star than Kenny Omega, but he's a bigger star than the Bucks. But ultimately, especially when you want to re-sign these guys, all in has to be the Bucks. It just has to be. I don't care what side of the culture war you lie on. It has to be the Bucks if you're not being unreasonable. But they're going to want, if the option to sell both is there, they're going to want to start revealing oh, yeah, it now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, if there's a way that Punk can say something that lets people in that, Oh, he's going to be added to the Wembley show. I think my th- my theory on what CM Punk's going to talk about is way more down to earth. But before I delve into that very quickly, does he start the show with a promo and then they beat him up and maybe he can do an, like, oh, you've hurt my ankle. No, you've hurt my uh, metatarsal or whatever it was. It was more bon- All I'm saying is it was more bones than that. It was, pu- <laughs> it was pulverized, Dr. asshole. It was pulverized. <laughs> I hope not right because... As uh, CM, uh, so he cuts his promo, says what he's going to say, and I'll get into that in a minute. Um, then CM and Samoa Joe comes out, stamps on his foot, does the wanker sign, <laughs> goes to the back, and then he's carrying the foot injury in the, into the main event. Ah, oh, so he's unable to stage dive. Yes. Okay, he's going to tease the stage really dive. I hope he doesn't open the show, you know. like I don't we, want him to either. No, we all know that this is... Um, we don't know, but you've been permitted to speculate that a lot of this is it exists as a... Like, Tony Khan wants the TV rights, but it's a convenient way to bring CM Punk back. Um, the way to not make it feel like a CM Punk vanity show is to not have him top and tail it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you open the CM Punk vanity show with a long CM Punk, I'm back. And it's like, oh, you're basically proving the critics correct, aren't you? You yeah. want to just make it seem like a new wrestling show. It's hot Saturday night on TNT. Yeah. A bit like Nitro. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think he'll do the huffing and puffing after, get some stuff off his chest, and I think he'll basically regurgitate the talking points from this ESPN interview, but just on TV. Does he go to the time TV's crib and grab a post-match muffin? Yeah. Like from Mindy's. Should Which, do by the way, check under your chairs. All I'm saying is you're going to be enjoying Mindy's Bakery in the morning. And what if he's just in there? Hmm? You could do that. Voucher for everybody to get a free muffin. Yeah. So, here's what I think is going to happen, and it's very much tethered to reality. Which you're not, but it's good that you aren't. Thanks, Adrian. That dream. I think that the juice in this version of the CM Punk character, as you very astutely point out, isn't in pretending he hates Juice Robinson. That's stupid. We know, and this undermines the premise of everything for me, that Collision exists as an island visited by people who can tolerate CM Punk. <laughs> right. So the idea that he actually hates the few people that want to work with him is too ironic for me to really get into. Um, That's why NWO and Nitro would have never worked. Yeah. I think, exactly. I think that from everything I've 
inferred from the leaked interview with ESPN is that he's talking about Hangman Page, knowing that they can't work together, but it's the only one he can talk about from the elite because he's bound to an NDA to talk about the books. He could talk around it maybe mm. with uh, with Bucks and Omega, but Page is the one who he can legally talk about, and that's what he's going to talk about because he wants to generate interest in this show, the interest for which realistically is quite criminal. He also talks about Kenta. I think this is a means of trying to get across the idea that, oh, I hate Kenta as well, by the way, Yeah, trying to make money and trying to get a match off my name. And him. You know what, Punk can really get that across yeah. because he genuinely thinks this. With the idea that they're trying to conflate some animosity here. They're trying to... It's a woik. Yeah, they're trying to fake the idea that Punk hates Kenta because if he's, if he's already established a transgression, he's shooting on page again, what's he doing? Mm-hmm. Now he's talking about Kenta. You cultivate the illusion that he hates Kenta as much as he hates Paige. And while I'm on the subject of people who are trying to get famous off my name, I need to bring up Kenta. So he's going to do the promo after the match, blowing out of his arse, lights go out, come back on, it's Kenta, gives him the... I was about to give him the GTS just as he... Oh, he might even just do it. Yeah. And then it knocks him out or whatever, and that's the ending shot of the show. Is that big? I don't know. Can it possibly be big? Can they do anything on this show that isn't the CMFTR elite standoff that is going to even approach the buzz that would generate? No. So you might as well live in the real world. I'm with you about... The Kenta thing being a complete work, by the way. I'd, I'd think if if there's significant... Um, there's going to be some like really spice. ardent New Japan watcher telling me that Kenta's booked for a show. If there's significant spice about Kenta in this article, or indeed... In Do a J- video version of it. Yeah. Like, if he is not... If he's working in Japan at the, at, the, at the weekend. It feels like something's something's happening there. He's a WWEism. Um, but I'll put this back to you. And I don't wish to get you back in the qualifiers and caveats loop when I ask this question. I ask genuinely... Nothing yet. No. I ask genuinely for how this can work. In the event that Kenta sets up a match with Punk at Forbidden Door, does that mean the Hung Bucks are not part of that show? Sorry, I was was looking to see the Punk thing and dropped. I'm so sorry. Again. If he's... If they do what you've just described, that's for Forbidden Door, right? Kenta, yeah, yeah. So then, does that mean the Hung Books aren't on the show? Or is that AEW telling you, they're all going to be there, we're making this work? That's and then that the gets big you back to my point me. about, have they... That's the big question yeah. for me, because... I, I think these are exciting questions. Like, I see this as a thing to, we might get something resembling answers and some clarity. Well, they've rubbished... Well, CM Punk has apparently rubbished the idea that he wants... The Kenta match is happening. By, I think the report came out, um, Sean Ross Sapp... Not thrilled by the prospect, then apparently Punk is going to touch on Kenta in this ESPN thing, which screams angle alert to me. Kenny Omega, we know, is booked for Forbidden Door because he's working what could be the main event mm-hmm. against Will Ospreay. Does the fact that these discussions have taken place internally that CM Punk's going to do something in Forbidden Door, maybe Kenta, maybe it was pitched by Tony Khan, and if you take the face value, CM Punk's went, no. <laughs> Kent is not a big enough star to work with me. He just isn't. I'm not doing it. I'm not interested. That would at least indicate to me that it's realistic that Kenny Omega and CM Punk can work in the same building. Mm-hmm. Whether the Hung Bucks and CM Punk can, different story, we'll get the answer without it being explicit. What in... Uh, is for been done on the Sunday or the Saturday? S- Saturday... <laughs> there is a um, an alternate way in which everyone's. Every, I say everybody's happy. Happy's not the word. Everybody is satiated for the time being. Um, the Saturday show in Toronto, the collision that Punk has been advertised for. That it's they taped, was, by the way. Is it taped? Isn't it? I don't know. I thought that. Oh, if it isn't, even if it isn't, AW are in Canada for the weekend, yeah. aren't they? So I just assume that, like, like the production. No, the up. Hamilton ones. T- Aye. There's a taped one coming uh, yeah. up. It's live next Saturday anyway, yeah. like before Forbidden Door. It's effectively their go home, but then we don't know yet if Collision feeds into Forbidden Door or not. This could be the, the big match for week two of... Um, Forbidden Door comes early. Yeah, like it's uh, Forbidden Door Collision as, as it would be, yeah, WrestleMania Smackdown. Or, uh. Look, here's an Nitro comparison for you. Hogan, 
didn't wrestle on week one, but Luger, I did wrestle on week one. Luger came out at the end and immediately tensions were like sort of built between Luger and Hogan. And there was already, like week two's Nitro stuff was already coming as a result of that. Yeah. So if you have Punk in the trios match here and Kenta comes out and decks him and that's your first big collision main event next week, then that's show, that shows at least a minimum of two weeks of commitment to the collision project from Tony Khan. And like, tells you all you need to know about this really murky, yeah. anxiety-inducing pay-per-view <laughs> situation for me. It does, it, it, yeah, it does let you know that like he punks back and he's not interested in the pay-per-view payday. Or, like, what's that about? You know, it would suggest that... Oh, he is, but he's not allowed. He's not allowed to, yeah. yeah. They've had to, like, take turns on them or whatever. But I just... That's what I mean. I'm really, really excited for knowing more than we've been allowed to know for the last eight months. Really, like, I really am. Me too. And uh, I haven't mentioned this on a podcast, and God damn it, I am not getting into this on Twitter. I can get my jokes off, as the kids say, (laughs) right? But I'm not saying this on Twitter because it'd be misinterpreted as some kind of culture war thing. Like CM Punk and the Elite, I want them both to work within the same company. I think that I've never said this. I think it's class that the Young Bucks don't want to work with CM Punk, right? I think it's class, and the reason why is CM FTR versus the Elite. If I could watch one match in wrestling right now, it's that mm-hmm. and/or Gunther versus Brock Lesnar, right? The best version of that match. Yeah. I think on a principle level. I think it's just class of the young bucks to say, no, nah. nah. I admire it. I admire it so much. It, They've done it. It's their, bad business from executive vice presidents, though. They're made for life. Yeah. But, I you mean... Oh, for the company... Yeah, yeah. Th- th- they are I the... I get it. That's the other point I was going to make. Sorry. Like, I love the fact, on a personal level, that they have completely done wrestling their own way yeah. from day one. They haven't... They've tried to... They've noped WWE... They've tried this brand new thing for which we're all grateful or should be. Um, even if you don't like it, you should be grateful mm-hmm. for it. I like the idea that they could have said to themselves, should we do the carny wrestling thing and just turn this in? And, and then thought, no, we don't need the money. We don't want to give them the satisfaction. It's a more punk rock thing than CM <laughs> Punk's ever done in his career. Like, genuinely it is. They're more punk rock. The guys who listen to Kansas and Christian rock music... Uh, more punk than CM Punk, and this is a continuation of that. And just I like it. People always talk about CM Punk when he's being like a teenager on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a level of pettiness to which I can aspire. Yeah, no, that's petty. Like, uh, yeah, that is petty. I, I really think it's great. By the same token, I think what between Revolution Double and I think Forbidden Door, All Out, All In, Full Gear, six times a year, like do the sitcom thing with a bit of. And, tape in the middle of the locker room or the arena or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Or just turn up for your match and then leave or whatever. Or just pass them the whole way. It's, it's big enough, man. Six oh, like... times a year you should be in the same building. You don't have to be storyline connected. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. You can be in the same building six times a year. If you oh, both... Like, come on. That that would be the way to be the me- <laughs> the messy bitches you want to be on both sides and yet trying to be the bigger man at the same time. You could both advocate that you do much better for the business, yeah. for a dub, by both attending the venue, but you can both, like, yeah. hold on to your principles at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And Six I, times a year. I think we're going to get there, if, if not better. I think we're going to get there, and we might already be there. Do you want to do a pasty bet on if... How do we even stake this up? Have to word it carefully. They both appear on the same pay-per-view within 12 months. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing pay-per-view. Like, will uh, it actually work together? Ah, uh, yeah, 12 months. Well, well, I'm not doing 12 months. You're in a business, Hulk Hogan. It's a long time. It's a long time. And you know what I say about in this business? Never say never. I remember I didn't even know that Eric Bischoff was coming to Monday Night Raw until I saw him on the monitor. I did not know what to say. I actually found that quite unprofessional, actually. <laughs> Well, son of a bitch. Son of a bear. Quickly, actually. That's a nice segue. Who's the commentators? Uh, Jim Ross, Nigel McGuinness, and we couldn't work out the three. We've talked about this because uh, in our personal yeah. time because we are nerds. Jim Ross. <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. Morrow. No, uh, no, not Morrow. 
That wasn't me. I was, uh, the, the word I can say in my Nigel is Mauro because it was him just trying to bulldoze to get a word in. Yes, Mauro. <laughs> Jim Ross, Nigel McGuinness, and Excalibur. Vader Scott for me. Just to differentiate. I don't, I don't want Excalibur on the show as much as he is. Definitely the voice of AEW now. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I think there does need to be... Like, we haven't talked about aesthetics or anything like that, but I do... You've got to try as hard as you can to split this from Dynamite, because I think Tony Khan will book it like a Dynamite. Yeah. So fake it, like, in other ways, and I think Excalibur's Jim a Ross, part of that. Nigel McGuinness, we need some, like, glue to put this thing together. Ian Riccoboni? Nice. Very Ring of Honor, isn't he? Like, to them. To them, yeah. yeah. It's probably going to be Excalibur. I agree, I don't think it should be, but we'll see. Excalibur, Shivani, and Taz. Yeah, so let's go. Commentary Jones. That's their favourite joke at the moment, isn't it? That's yeah. Their favorite bit. Jones at the end of things. Uh, are they going to do a physical um, steel AEW logo a la WCW? Like, no. Yes, but when do we just start giving up on anything but screens? Like, how many times can all of us collectively as a fan base? I like, think there'll be screens. I yeah, think they'll look exactly the same it, as Dynamite. That's criminal, I think. Like, I think that's like, if you consider, like, the... This is a second, you know the old gag, like uh, Seth Rollins, you're on Raw now, the rope scene, blue. Yeah. Like the, when SmackDown launched, it wasn't just blue ropes, was it? Like there was no big square Titan Tron. Yeah. yeah. There was an oval one. And like, don't underestimate that the screen was a different shape. And that was like, this is a SmackDown. This is a SmackDown. This is different gravy. This is a different gravy. You know what? I'm being cynical. I think it'll look different. I, hope I think so. it will look different. Ropes. Uh, we talked about ropes on We Twitter. need to talk about ro- ropes on this podcast, oh. actually. Uh, what is your colour order, top to bottom, uh, preferred? Red, yellow, red, because the logo is lush with all the red and yellow. And all the three red was uh, Ring of Honour. They're begging for Hogan memes when Punk's going to be at his most narcissistic with that. Oh, yeah, that's true. But they might not think of this. Are they long-term going to be taping Ring of Honour with these collision shows? instead? Because Rampage is going to be dying right now, isn't it? Yeah. Three raids. Three reds for everything. For everything. Aye, all, all red, everything. No, I get here in. Get even here in. Numbers. I would do. I know what you do. Kip Fry over there. Aye. Blue, black, yellow. No blue mats on the floor. Blue, black, yellow. DQ's Early nineties WCW. Thank you very much. Um, legitimately, I'd probably do black, red, black. Yeah. No black, red, yellow. Yes. That's I. Black, red, yellow. We've seen those. Or no, maybe yellow, black, red, because I think that's more aesthetically right. I think a top black rope with two lighter ones underneath would be distracting. But weighty. Yeah. yeah. Red, black, yellow. I'm, I, I, three different colours. See through ring skirts. Goated. See through, yeah, those two nitros. Larry Sabisco back. No, no, don't do that. Nitro logo's a window for some reason. I thought it was fire. Make yeah, yeah. mind up. <laughs> and uh, different pyro. When we went to AW Live, we'll never stop talking about it. It was one of the best times of our lives. <laughs> that the pyro is so similar. Yeah. For every act that gets it, I would change that up a little bit. Two diagonal flames going. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that one there. Yeah. Apart from Orange Cassidy and his. Just to make it nitro. Sparklers everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine Wheels. Yeah, Catherine Wheels. Yeah. Catherine Wheels. Catherine Wheels are good. The Sid thing from Survivor oh, yeah. Series, but with punker. Oh, my God. Just punk. CMFTR. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jim Ross, Survivor Series 96. He told me that stands for suddenly I'm dominant. I don't think he did, Jim. No. Did he pay for that himself today? I think it just came to Vince in the moment. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy. Jim asshole, say this. Hard elbow. The say this. Say this. I'm letting you shoot on me in this heel character on a cowboy. Say it. Say it now or I will do something horrible. <laughs> Are we on the pulse of collision? Let us know. Underneath the Twitter <laughs> link to this podcast. At, that's a hard segue. At What Culture WWE on Twitter. Didn't get the name in. At What Culture WWE on Twitter. Whilst you're there, follow Michael Hamflet at... Uh, Michael Hamflet. Follow me at M. Sidgwick. Um, if you want a SmackDown preview, and uh, that gets a little bit too deep, if I'm being perfectly honest, you can do so on this exact feed, and you can also subscribe to you it. Watch cinema. You talk about cinema. I'm on the outro. It's difficult enough as it is, <laughs> and I'm struggling. Well, you're just 
Don't bury the SmackDown preview when I think there's some very articulate, intelligent, and interesting and engaging conversation and a SmackDown preview. Yes, you can do that here. Subscribe to what you're listening to right now. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us. See you later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.